InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. People everywhere seem to be addicted to their smartphones, tablets, and other high-tech devices. InfoTrack's Lisa G. talks to a marketing expert to learn how companies sell us these items and how we can break the addiction. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Adam Alter, who is the New York Times bestselling author of Irresistible, The Rise of Addictive Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked. Oh, boy, Adam, do we have a hot topic here. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Well, I'm addicted. What can I say? <laughs> you and 50% of the population. That's what studies suggest, that about half of us now have at least one of these tech addictions. Why are we so addicted? What happened? Two things happened. I think the speed with which you can communicate on technology now is much quicker, so we get much more rapid feedback. You can send things into the world and other people will respond to them really fast, and that to us is very hard to resist. We're really curious about what other people think about us. And the other thing I think that's changed is that the companies that are producing this tech are much more engaged with behavioral experts who know how to design products that are hard to resist. And so when you put those two things together, we have many more of these sort of weaponized experiences that we just can't seem to put down. Well, you know what happened to me last night is I knew I had a lot of things to do. I went on Instagram, and now they have these Instagram stories. And I think I wasted 15 minutes just looking at people talking to their cat. Yeah, I mean, you're not alone. There's a bottomlessness to the Internet now. Everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to even Netflix, everything just pushes you onto the next experience. And so what ends up happening is you sit down and then you look up and it's four hours later and you have no idea where the time went. And so can you go through some statistics for us? What is it? 70% of office emails are read within six seconds of arriving. So we're already on that hamster wheel. Oh, it's kind of terrifying. When I first looked at that statistic, I tried to guess before looking at the number, and I thought it would be maybe five or ten minutes. Six seconds. That's how long it takes before we've checked a new office email. And I think you're right. We are hamsters on the wheel. We are Pavlov's dog. We are constantly being pushed by these cues, these dings, these reminders and notifications, and it's really hard for us to resist them. Once you know that email is sitting there, you want to check it ASAP. And I think if anyone has a teenager, they know that about 80% of them check their phones at least once an hour. I think it's much more than that. You know, I think it is. And I have some students that I teach. I teach a high school class in the summer. And I ask them to download a product called Moment. It's an app for their phones. And it tracks how many times they pick up their phones and how often and for how long they spend on the phone each day. And the average among these kids is like three, four, five hours. And many of them pick up their phones hundreds of times a day. You know, one day I came to work without my phone, and at first I was freaking out, but then it felt very freeing. It is liberating. When you do happen to accidentally leave it at home, there is this sort of withdrawal period, as you would have if you were trying to detox from a drug that you're addicted to. There's a period where you can't stop thinking about it, and then you get over it, of course, and then you feel much better about having this time away from it. You're a professor of psychology and marketing at NYU in New York City. And so you must see a lot of similarities in, I guess, marketing and all this new tech media. They get you hooked. I really do. I think it's all designed to basically capture your attention. And, you know, we used to think about people buying things as the key metric. You want people to buy your products. Now, for so many digital experiences, it's about buying, but it's also about continued use. And for that to happen, you have to understand why people keep coming back to something for more. 
And a lot of it is about making sure that it's constantly evolving, that there's feedback for them, that they can engage with it, and that other people can tell them what they think about whatever it is they're doing, whether it's uploading photos or tweets or posts on Facebook. And so that's a large part of what's going on. And the media is the same. We're trying to get people to pay attention to our messages rather than someone else's. I think also much of social media makes people feel like a star, like they have their own radio or TV show because they're getting feedback and they have followers. It makes them feel important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a human need. It's basically universal that we all want other people to affiliate with us, to spend time with us, to tell us what they think of us, to share our view of the world. And it was never that easy to do that. You had maybe a small group of friends when you were growing up, you know, in the 20th century. But now, in the 2017, you have access to literally millions of people, or even billions of people at any time of the day. And it's really hard to get enough of that. It does feel like a bottomless resource. We are speaking with Adam Alter, the author of Irresistible, The Rise of Addictive Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked. And most of you who are listening to this probably are hooked. But Adam, how do you know? Well, there are a number of ways you know. One of them, as I mentioned, is to have a device that measures your usage. But I think the best question to ask yourself is, do you feel that tech has a lot of negative effects on your life? In particular, maybe for most people, your social life. Are there times when the people you're with are not engaged with you because they're looking at their phones? Are you ever out with people and you find that you can't take your eyes away from the phone? Do you find you're checking email late at night when you'd rather not be, that it's getting in the way of your sleep? Perhaps you're waking up in the night and finding that you feel that you have to check your phone. 71% of us sleep next to our phones, and that's having a really big effect on our ability to sleep through the night. So I think it's a matter of just asking yourself the right questions. And so if you think you are addicted, do you recommend being tech-free on the weekends, one night during the week? How do you start? Yeah, that's exactly right. You basically have to pick some times where you just won't have tech. Maybe you'll say between 5 and 9 p.m. on weeknights, I'm going to put my phone in a drawer. I'm not going to interact with screens for those four hours. That'll be time to spend with people and pets and nature and things like that. So really what it is, is it's not that you have to resist temptation because we're all pretty bad at that. It's making sure that the thing that's tempting you is as far away as possible for as much of the day as possible. Do you think that today's political climate is making more people want to be on social media even more? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of people writing about that, actually. That Twitter in particular, which is where the president likes to share some ideas, we can't get enough of it. It's fascinating to us. For some people, it's a positive experience. For some, it's negative. But it is, for everyone, pretty enthralling. We can't seem to take our eyes off Twitter. And I certainly think the political climate and the unpredictability of that climate is a big part of what's drawing us to social media today. I've also read about the light that your phone can transmit, and that can help keep you up, too. Yeah, that's one of the big problems with these phones and these devices. The screens emit a kind of bluish-white light, and that light is something that only signals daytime. It's not really present naturally at night, and so our bodies have evolved to respond to that light by not producing a particular hormone that puts you to sleep or makes you drowsy. As a result, if you use your phone within 90 minutes before bed, it's very hard to fall asleep. And so the best thing you can do is to try to say, you know what, I know what time I'm roughly going to go to bed. The best thing I can do now is not use my phone for at least 90 minutes before that time. Okay, so just to review, we should disconnect, unhook at least once a week to start? Yeah, once a week is good, or try a couple of weeknights to begin and then amp it up from there. I think the more you can do, the happier you'll be. Well, in many cases, I think people will probably just start eating more from stress. (laughs) (laughs) 
totally possible, and that's why you need to do it over time so that you start to adapt to it. Otherwise, you're right. You do go into a sort of withdrawal, and then eating is one of the responses that we have. That's how you know that this is much like a substance addiction. You do have a withdrawal period. Wow. Well, very interesting. Adam Alter, the New York Times bestselling author of Irresistible, The Rise of Addictive Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked. Thank you so much for your time, Adam, and continued success. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.